listening to Glad Tidings. Today, we have Reverend Sunita Phillips bringing the word. We hope this message encourages you in your faith. We're so happy to always be able to come together as worshiping. And for those of us who are online, thank you for joining us too. You're very important, very special to us, and it's so good to have you with us as well. Over the last two weeks, we've had different speakers coming to share about missions. Different passages were shared, different heartbeats were shared. Today is the third, the last week for our Missions Emphasis Month of October. And God has placed different things even in my own heart. But before we go into that, I'm feeling a little bit homesick from going to the mission field, especially to the country I've been going to for about 17 years now. I miss Sri Lanka. So can you all do me a favor? We're going to pretend you all are all from Sri Lanka, okay? I'm going to teach you a Sri Lankan greeting, all right? So how it goes is, it goes like this, Ayubowan. Can you say that with me, Ayubowan? So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to say, are you Bowan? And you're going to say, are you Bowan back to me? You're going to greet me back. Can we do that? All right. For those online, you can just type in. It's A-Y-U-B-O-W-A-N. All right. One, two, three. Are you Bowan, church? Wow. I feel like I'm back in Sri Lanka. Come on. You got the glory. You guys are awesome. Even last week as our speaker came and, and, and there was a challenge to give, you know, to activate our partnership and I'm so blessed, so many of you responded with the pledges, and I want to give a report of where we stand as at now of our pledges. The English and Bahasa Church pledge stands at 1,746,440 ringgit. Yes, praise God for that, hallelujah. But our Chinese church also contributes a pledge amount of 310,345 ringgit, which brings a combined total amount of pledges to 2,056,785 ringgit. Come on, give God the glory. Two million ringgit has already been pledged. Our Tamil church will be doing their pledge today, this morning, so we will consolidate their figures as well very soon. But as you can see from the screen, our budget, our budget is based on the plans that God has laid in the heart of all the country coordinators. And our budget, we, are, we still need another 700,000. That's chicken feed. Hallelujah. <laughs> because we serve a great king. He is the way maker, the miracle worker. Amen. And I believe that you know, as last week, so many of you contributed to the pledging. I also know that some of you would have taken back your pledge cards, wanting to pray on it, and you know, and you brought it back today, or maybe you didn't bring it back, but you want to make your pledges today. For whatever reason, you could not make it last week. We don't want to miss you out. So just before the service ends, the ushers will be ready to pass on the pledge cards if you will need it, so that you can also join in and partner with us because you know what? You're going to hear how your giving has been making an impact 
in some of the nations. I can't, if I could tell you every single aspect, we'll be here till next week. So I will just show you a couple of stories of where we are. Two things were made clear over the last two weeks. Two things. The first thing is the work of the Great Commission continued to go forth even in the midst of the pandemic. Amen? The work of the Great Commission continued to move ahead. And the second important point that is very clear, it is still yet unfinished. It is still unfinished. We still have got so much more work out there to do. We still have got so many more that have yet to know about Jesus. Let's take a look. I want to show you a, a very simplified statistics, four different categories of where we are in terms of reaching the lost. The first category, reached and saved. Reached and saved simply means you and I. We heard the gospel and we believe in Jesus Christ, amen. But you know what? All across the world, people like you and I, we only make up 11% of the total world population. The next category is called reached but not saved. These are, I'm sure these are like your friends, your oikos. You've shared the gospel, you've shared the good news. They have heard about Jesus, but they have yet to make that commitment to have Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. But they have heard it at least once. And these make up 23%. The next two categories, each at 33%. The category three is underreached and unsaved. Underreached means in their community, where they are living, where they are located, they are so there's very little Christian presence, Christian influence. So it's very underreached. It's not being reached enough because there's not enough Christian presence. Maybe there's not even a church that, that's nearby. Maybe there are a couple of Christian families, but that's it. And therefore, they largely remain unsaved. And the last category is completely unreached, completely unsaved. And these two categories make up 66% of the whole world's population. 66%. You know, by, by November, middle of November, we already will hit 8 billion. And if we were to take 66% of 8 billion, we're talking about 5.2 billion unsaved, unreached. 5.2 billion that desperately need to hear about Jesus. Wow. 66%. The law of maths tells me if I want, if I want to round it up, it becomes 70%, right? That means out of 10 people, seven are unreached. What does that look like? Can I have, let me see, which role will I? Maybe I can have... Um, uh, Jasmine's role together with Jimmy's role. I think you, you guys can make up 10 people. Can you all please help me stand? Help us to just stand. I need 10 people to stand from that role. Do we have 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Can, can I have the, can you stand up? Yes. So just say out of these 10 yes here, 
Can I have seven of you to raise up your hand? Miss three people, hand down. Okay, the three of you, three of you, keep your hands down, the three of you here. Hands down, the rest keeps hands up. Three down, yes. So that means out of the whole thing, only three of them know Jesus. The rest do not know Jesus. So church, my question, is the work finished? Is the work finished? There's so much more to do. Thank you so much for helping me. The work is still not finished. It is an unfinished task, job, and privilege that God wants to do in partnership with us. Our, our theme this year carries that urgency. Our theme this year is everyone, everywhere, because everyone everywhere deserves the privilege of hearing the gospel. Everyone everywhere deserves to know that there is a Christ, a Savior, a Messiah that came for them. And we who have the good news, that's for us to do, to go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our theme verse is from Paul writing in 1 Corinthians 9. I have become all things to all people, that by all means, I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share with them in its blessings. Being a believer carries so many blessings. The blessings are what? That He is a way maker. He is a miracle giver. And we need to share these blessings. And that was the heartbeat of Apostle Paul. And that's why he said, I want to become all things to all people by all means. All things. All means. I've got three points today. Three M's to make it easy for us to remember. First one is talking about the means. Because Paul said, by all means. If you're online, type it out in the chat. Means, M-E-A-N-S, means. It is simply about doing everything you can do. It is about, it's about different methods. It's also about availing yourself at different times, different ways. The urgency of time means that every one of us have got to do all that we can do. All together, it must be done. You know, during the pandemic, I was very busy in the early days, teaching a lot of online classes, online Zoom classes. Do you know what was the most asked for and the most highly attended classes? Topics on the last days. Topics on end times. Revelation. The book of Daniel. In Glad Tidings itself, I taught three different times these topics. In, another, in outside churches, I taught another two times. And I know among you, you have also signed up for different courses. Why were we signing up for these things and giving these, these classes? Because the pandemic brought about a fresh urgency. An urgency of time. An urgency is, are we living in the last days? Is this What's going to happen in the revelations? We wanted to know. And I believe that among this, the, the Lord began to raise up from all of you the urgency to become sons and daughters of Issachar, 
to see the times and understand it. Seeing the signs around us, we understood that we are living in the last days. And this is why the urgency to get the gospel out cannot be forgotten even as we emerge in a post-pandemic time. This is our time where the Lord says, now that I have given you empowerment through all of these things, it's now time to go. It's time to sow. It's time to do the work and finish the Great Commission. In Matthew 24, it says, after the preaching is done and then the end will come so that everyone has a chance to hear the gospel. Apostle Paul gave us demonstrations in the preceding verses what he was doing as an example to us to live out sharing by all means to all people. He said, he became a slave, a servant, so that those who needed service could receive the love of God. Though he was not bound by Judaism laws, he said, I became like a Jew to live among the Jews so that some will be saved. He went on to say to those outside the law, I lived like them and became like them. But let me get this right. He caveated it in the Bible. He said, he remained under the law of Christ to save some. And he even said to the weak, I became like the weak. By any and all means, my question to every one of us here is, what are you willing to become? What are you willing to do so that all people have a chance to hear? Are you willing to get a little bit uncomfortable to go on a missions trip? Are you willing to give up a little bit of your annual leave so that you can make time to go on a trip? Are you willing to give up maybe a little bit of luxuries this year so you can sow, so that your gift can go and be multiplied so far and wide? Let's be challenged and I pray that every one of us, as you hear this, your heart is saying to the Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing, Jesus. I am willing. I am willing to do something by all means so that all will know. Let us respond because that is what the Spirit is saying in these last days. That's the first M, talking about the means. We hope that you are enjoying the message so far. If you would like to know more about our church and get connected, head to our website at gladtidings.my. Thank you for listening. Let's get back to the Word. The second M is about mobilization. God has always mobilized different people at different seasons to bring about His redemption. He mobilized Moses to bring the people of Israel out. Moses thought he was nothing, but the Lord still called him. The Lord has been in the business of mobilizing prophets, of mobilizing fishermen, of mobilizing tax collectors. He mobilized the 12 disciples. They activated, they mobilized the church. Deacons went out, leaders went out. 
ordinary Christians who were going through hardships, they went forth and church because some were mobilized to come to Malaysia. That's why we are here. Because of mobilization, it is an essential part of the Great Commission. And we need to understand the power of mobilization. And church, because of your giving, last year we were able to do something very powerful. Not last year, this year, we were able to do something very powerful in mobilization. So we're going to take a little trip. Do you have your passports with you today? No passport, ah. It's missions, you didn't bring passport. It's all right. We're going to go somewhere, you don't need your passport, but hold on to your seats. We're going to travel to Pakistan. read about the floods that took place in Pakistan this year. It is known as the world's deadliest floods. It actually took 1,700 lives and 2.1 million lost their homes. 2.1 million. At the height of it, 33 million were displaced. It was devastating. We all saw the news reports, right? Horrific. Our partners, we have partners in, in Pakistan. They called up, you know, they spoke to Pastor Russell, Pastor Michael. It came to the missions committee and we, we discussed and it, it came at a time where our fundings were a little bit low. And so we were just like, how do we give? But then there was just such a conviction and all the missions committee just said, we are just going to release and believe that fresh money will come next month. We're just going to release by faith. And we thank God because the board, you know, they very quickly, they, they, had, they, they just met online actually, just through an email, and they quickly approved that amount and so glad tidings. Because you continue to give, we were able to send 100,000 ringgit for the flood relief there. Come on, give, give God the glory and thank you so much for your giving. And because of all that you gave, we were able to provide tents, cooked food, fresh drinking water. We were able to even give things like mosquito nets, home cleaning, home cleaning kits and for those who finally could get home. And for the children who were very lost, we could even provide for some children's ministry as well. The partners there, they were, they were very grateful. You saw what happened. They just had many, many sessions like this, giving out aid and love. And they said this, this is, what, this is exactly what they said. We are so thankful for your cooperation and support in helping the people in need. 
that were affected by the flooding. We are thankful to God who gave us this opportunity to serve humanity and to reflect God's love through all these relief responses. So many lives were touched, church. And does that mean it's over because we sent money? Is it finished? Is it finished, church? For those online, it's not finished. Type it out, it's not finished. It's still unfinished because what happened was an opportunity for an open door. When we showed love in kind, in, in need, now we need to show love of the spiritual kind to lead them to understand the true loving nature of our Saviour God, Jesus Christ. And so next month, we even have our partner from Pakistan. He's coming down to Malaysia. We're going to be meeting up with him. And you know what? We are already planning for a trip in January 2023. We're going to go there. We're going to go and see what else the Lord can do to bring in the lost, to share God's love. If God is speaking to you now to be a part of this Pakistan trip, let me know. Let Pastor Michael know. We will take down your names and we will keep you in mind when it's time to go. But let's get ready because God is doing amazing things. He's doing great things. Matthew 16 verse 19 says, Jesus says this to every one of us here. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Church, this is a powerful verse where Jesus has spoken to his disciples and he speaks to every one of us here today. He has given us, you and I, the keys and the authority of the kingdom. The keys and the authority to bind and to loose the keys and the authority so that the kingdom of God can keep advancing. My question to you today the second question to you today is, what are you doing with the keys and authority that Christ has given every one of us as believers? What are you doing with the keys? Don't keep it in a safe. Don't keep it in your pocket. It's time to use these keys, to use that authority. The Lord is gonna be speaking to you, is already speaking to you, I believe. It's time to step out. Get uncomfortable. Say, Lord, I am willing to start using the keys and the authority that you have given me. Hallelujah. The third M, multiplication. Our God is a God of multiplication. When He created man, He already said, go, be fruitful and multiply. Type it in, multiplication. Be fruitful and multiply. In the book of Acts, when the gospel and the word was shared, the word of God increased and multiplied. What does that mean? As the word of God continued to be preached, souls continued to be added, 3,000, 5,000, and the numbers go on and on. Wherever they went, the church kept growing the kingdom of God. Because God is always in the business of multiplying everything that we surrender to Him. From Pakistan, I'm going to share an exciting story with you about Sri Lanka. So buckle up, 
Let's head on to Sri Lanka. Wow. This is Sri Lanka. It's a very small village. And exciting things happen because God is a God of multiplication. Pastor Ramesh has been pastoring in that little tiny village. And it was a village that went through so much persecution. He struggled. He struggled. In the beginning, there was hardly even a handful of believers, but he persevered, he and his wife. They prayed, they ministered. You know, it was such hard ground. They received endless persecution, but they remained. And even so, at the time of the pre-pandemic, they had actually grown their little church from a handful to 30 people. And that was fantastic considering the area that they were in. Then COVID happened, and like how we were under the lockdown, so were they. But he continued to love those who persecuted him. He shared, he didn't have much. He shared whatever he had. He gave, he planted whatever he could in his garden, tried to give it to the neighbours, especially the ones who persecuted him. And you know what? During the pandemic, 20 souls came to the Lord. Come on, 20 souls came to the Lord. And as they grew, so that means their, their little church of 30 has grown to 50 people. And you know what? Let me tell you about the place where they were staying at. You know where they sit at, where, where they meet? It is a very tiny little hall measuring 12 feet by 12 feet. It's so tiny. I think your bedroom at home might be bigger than that, you know? 12 feet by 12 feet. What does 12 feet by 12 feet look like? Okay, I'm going to need some help. Okay, maybe Pastor Pat, you can come over here. 12 feet by 12 feet is, measures four chairs by four chairs. Can I request Pastor Michael and the pastors to stand in front? And those in the rows, one, two, three, four. All stand up. The ones in the first four rows, four by four. Four by four. So it is, from Sister Jasmine to Pastor Pat, all the way here, this little square here, that represents 12 by 12 feet room. And they were already squeezing in 30 people inside there. And ma mind you, the pastor has got to stand there with the guitarist and preach. So it's actually not that much space as you see. And so when another 20 came in, there was 50. Not enough space, right? Thank you very much for your help. Not enough space, right? So, that's why you saw a video where they put a temporary canvas outside with sticks so that they could start meeting outside in the, in the, in the yard. And the numbers kept growing. The numbers kept growing. And then the Lord spoke to him and said, build my church. Build the house of God. And so it was just coming out, slowly out of the pandemic in the middle of 2021. He challenged his members. They were just 
beginning to get jobs and they are not working in offices, they're working in agriculture, maybe some of them are factory workers, but they, they saw the growth, they saw the vision and they said, Pastor, we are, we are with you. We will build a church, hallelujah. And so they got excited about it. They started gathering money. And then in October 2021, the Sri Lankan crisis took place. You all saw videos, right? It was horrific to see all that was going on in Sri Lanka. A time where we can't even imagine where not a single drop of petrol in the entire country for people. There was no milk powder. There was, it was just, the scarcity was horrifying. And that was a time he was supposed to start his building. And so he was like, how do I do this? Because when they began to plan for it, the price of cement was only 900 rupees. At the time when they wanted to purchase it, it was 3,500 rupees. Almost four times more. So he's, immediately he just felt doubt and fear come in. He said, no Lord, maybe we should postpone it. Maybe we should consider another time. How could I make my members do all of this? But the Lord's word came across clearly. Build my church. And so he, pray, he prayed <clears throat> with his members and they felt the same assurance. Build the house of the Lord. During the crisis, Church, because you gave, as a committee, we agreed to increase their monthly, their monthly uh, salaries, their monthly support. We increased it just so they could survive. And every increase we gave, they plowed it back in and, and the members worked extra hard. And what you saw there, church, was the power of God's multiplication the power of God's multiplication because they built a sanctuary. From 12 by 12, they went to a sanctuary that could accommodate 200 people and church. By the time the sanctuary was ready, the church had already more than 70 people in attendance and it is growing. Hallelujah, give God the glory. He is a God of multiplication. When we give our little, He multiplies it. When we give our much, oh my goodness, the kingdom can be won. Amen. We don't give little, we give much because there's much to do. Amen. He is the God of multiplication. Sometimes we think that only we go through situations, but you know, when we hear what's going on out there, we realize the needs are so great, but it's so encouraging, right, to hear stories that come out from the field. I'm sure some of you must be wondering, so what's happening in Malaysia? What's happening in Malaysia, Pastor? You, you keep talking about overseas. How about Tanah Air Malaysia? God is moving in Malaysia. Oh, wait till I show you and tell you. So for Malaysia, don't worry, no passport required, no visa required. Just Put your seatbelt. We're going to take a drive out to Perak, to Langkap. Let's visit our Orang Asli Works.
have 12 works among the orang asli around Perak. The main one is in Langkap, and then they're all together, 12 works. As we began a physical service in December, they also started sometime mid-December. So from the time of January, you know, they, they are always very accountable with their attendances and their reports. And we also travel up to see them once a month. We do training, we pray with them, we hear from them the needs and we try to, to you know, help them out. And in January, their average attendances for all 12 of their little kampong churches is 512 in attendance. That's great already. But you know, yes, let's give God the glory. You know, they all came back, right? They all came back after the pandemic. But you know what? They didn't just come back and just remain like that. By the time in August, the recent report in August shows that they are running now at an average 663 people every single week. That's more than 150 in growth. Come on, Lord. The Lord takes all the glory for all this, amen. What happened was they continued to sow and, and meet with people and throughout the last one and a half years, 104 souls came to know Jesus. Hallelujah, 104 souls. The angels were dancing, hallelujah. The angels were dancing. And out of these 104 souls, just recently in June, 66 received water baptism. 66 were water baptized, hallelujah. They lived up the Great Commission. Go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is what was able to be done, church, because every one of you here consistently gave to the Lord. Is the work finished? Is the work finished? The work in Sri Lanka is not finished. As he built the house, you know what, the church, he said, yes, we built it by faith, but we don't have money for electricities and, and wirings. The work must go on because there are many more villages just like that that need our help. For the work in Orang Asli, there's so many more villages that need to be reached. Last week, we shared a video on a brand new place that we have for the Gopeng Church. They astound me. In January, they started at 29 people. Then they went to 59. Now they're at 79, hallelujah. <laughs> Only God can do this. In John 4, verse 35, Jesus said this to His disciples, and I believe He's saying this to every one of us here today. Look and see, the harvest is ready. What I did today was just to show you a, a brief glimpse. Look and see, church, there are 66% out there. The harvest is ready. And what did Jesus say? Send them a YouTube link. <laughs> no, right? Send the workers. Send the workers. 
We need to be empowering workers. We need to be sending workers. All this needs prayer. It needs your finances. And it needs you and I to go. One alone is, is good, but it's not sufficient to finish the job, the work of the Great Commission. We all need to say, I am willing to pray. I am willing to give more to be moved out of my comfort zone. I am willing to even go, even though it is so uncomfortable, even though it's something I have no idea if I'm prepared. Someone asked me just now, I don't know, Pastor, whether I'm, I can do anything there. I don't know whether I'm the right person. I want to, but I, I, I don't know if I should and can. This is what I said to the first service. Remember my example about Moses? He gave the Lord many excuses. Send someone else. Oh, I cannot speak well and I cannot do this. And you know, they will scold me. They will, you know, they will not look at me. They will not respect me. And the Lord just asked Moses this. What is in your hands? Moses just had a staff. What is in your hand is a humble staff. It was that staff that the Lord used to bring about miracles for Pharaoh. It was the same staff that the Lord used in his hand to part the Red Seas. The Lord asked the widow when Elijah was asking the widow to make a little meal for him. Elijah asked the widow, What's, what do you have in? She just said, just a little bit of flour and oil. And that the Lord multiplied. So don't say, I have nothing to give. Because even if you say, I've got nothing to give, let me remind you of this. Ex nihilo means, he makes something out of nothing. So every one of us, if you say you got nothing, just say, give your nothing to Him and watch Him do something powerful. Hallelujah. So right now, I want to speak to those of you who, you want to make your pledge today. Maybe you made a pledge last week and the Lord is stirring you to increase it. Or perhaps you just didn't get a chance to... to pass in your paper because you wanted to take time to pray. So if that's you, you need an another card, please raise your hands. The ushers are going to quickly pass it on to you. Just quickly raise your hand. We don't want to miss you out. Give you the opportunity to, to write down your fresh pledges. Anyone here? And if you already have written down your pledges, that's right. If you already have given out your, written down your pledges, you can pass it down. You can pass it down to the ushers once you are done. Just indicate whether you're giving on a monthly basis or there's a hand right here in front. I see a hand right here in front. Yep, on this corner. That's right, another one right there as well. Right here. You're going to keep your hands uh, raised up still. Yes, right. So just indicate whether your giving is a monthly and indicate the amount. There's a, there is a perforated part at the bottom that's for you to write for yourself and keep it in your purse or wallet. For those online, there is an online link. There is a bit.ly so you can just type out your, your pledges in a Google form with my assurance that nobody is going to call you or chase you. Amen.
The second call to action is, it's not frivolous, but it is something, an act of faith. I want to ask us all to believe and activate this act of faith after service. You will go out to the lobby, you will see tables with post-its, tables with different coloured post-its. These are blank ones. Why is it blank? Because I would like to encourage every one of you to fill up these post-its with something positive and affirmative. I am going. I am willing. Count me in. If you're online, just type it in. If that's what your heart is saying, you type it in. Count me in. I'm willing to go. I am ready. Send me. Just begin to make that declaration because something activates in our spirit when we start writing it down and we place it on. No one's going to call you. It's between you and the Lord. It is an activation that you are saying, Lord, I am in this to finish the job. I'm in this to advance the kingdom of God. So church, let's do this together. Are we ready to do this together, church? My first questions, because the Lord is asking us, are you willing by all means that you have? Are you willing by all means to expand the gospel are you ready to be mobilized for the kingdom's work? Are you ready to give of your life, of your givings, of your time, and allow God to multiply it? For those I understand, they say, I've got no time, I've got no time. Will you be able to surrender that time and say, Lord, I surrender my time and I ask you, Lord, multiply my time so I can go. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been encouraged, make sure to follow us on Spotify. To get connected or find out more about the life of our church, visit us on our website at gladtidings.my or follow us on social media. Have a blessed week.